0: So, Father, we just come before you and we just thank you for the presence of God the Holy Spirit with us today. Thank you, Lord, for each person in this room and I bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you're here to lift up, you're here to encourage. And so, Lord, as we progress through this message today, we pray that the life of the Holy Spirit will flow right through this auditorium, through my brothers and sisters. And we pray for signs and wonders. And Lord, as we finish with prayer, we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to work in people's lives today. So Lord, we open our hearts to you. We open our minds to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. The title of the message today is In the Shadow of Eternity. I just want to read a scripture to you. And of course, I I use the screens a lot. So in Psalm 90, uh, verse 12 and Moses wrote Psalm 90. He wrote Psalm 90 and the more famous Psalm that you're more familiar with, Psalm 91. But Psalm 90 is also a beautiful Psalm. And Moses said this Teach us to realize the brevity, that means shortness. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Teach us to realize the brevity of life. So that we may grow in wisdom. When I was a young minister a long, 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 long time ago, a distraught lady that I'd never met before phoned the church where I was serving at the time. And this lady phoned us because her husband was a member of that church. But he had just collapsed on the lawn in the back garden while pruning his roses. So along with another pastor that I worked with, we rushed around to the lady's house. And we got there before the ambulance got there. And we just made our way into the back garden. And Larry was dead. The coroner later said that Larry died of a massive heart attack and that he was dead before he even hit the ground. That's what they said. And I remember just standing there with Larry's dog confused and barking, his wife crying in the house. She just wouldn't come out into the back garden. And I remember ants, I know it sounds terrible, but I remember ants crawling into his ear as he laid on his back right there on the lawn and he looked like he'd just fallen asleep, which he had. I looked at Larry's face and it was Larry's face for sure. There's just no doubt about that, that's Larry. But Larry wasn't there. The body looked like Larry, but it also looked different. It was empty. So clearly, Larry was somewhere else and he had left his body behind. So that raises the question, where had he gone? Where was Larry? Did he go up? Did he go down? Did he go sideways? Did he see a bright light? And did he walk towards it? Or did an angel come and get him? Where had Larry gone? Over the years, I've conducted many funerals for lots of different people, for Christians and non-Christians. And I consider every funeral. By the way, I, I actually enjoy conducting funerals. I'm looking forward to conducting yours, eh, <laughs> I think I'll probably go before half of you. <laughs> I actually think, to be honest with you, I think it's a profound privilege to conduct a funeral. But anyway, that's just me. Do you want to know why I like conducting funerals? This is a minister's little thing. Is I prefer doing funerals to weddings. I love doing weddings too. Peace, everybody, if I've done your wedding... <laughs> But at weddings, nobody's listening to you. All they care about, and I understand it, is the bride, what she looks like, what she's wearing, and everybody's wanting to think about everything that's happening. But I do Christian weddings, and um, there's not a lot of engagement with what a person's saying. But at a funeral, everybody's just open. Everybody's hanging on every word that you're saying, and when you're talking about the Word of God, that's why I love funerals better. But anyway, it's just that. But from my experience, after listening to countless eulogies and tributes, It seems to me, just from my experience, that everyone believes in an afterlife of sorts. Even atheists do. Everybody, at funerals they do. Everybody believes in an afterlife. And people talk about resting in peace. They talk about their loved one being up there somewhere. People talk about the family gathering in heaven in the afterlife while others talk about the deceased person receiving their angel wings. I've heard a lot of that. And people of all persuasions, Christians, non-Christians, whatever, people of all persuasions talk this way at funerals because every person knows intuitively that somehow and somewhere we're all going to live forever. Everybody knows that. And that should be no surprise to anybody in this room because the Bible tells us that God has planted eternity in our hearts. In fact, there's nobody here in this room where you would think that you would never exist. You know that you're always going to exist. Amen? Amen. 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 Similarly, it is self-evident to everyone that there is much more to a person than just their body that we see. Personality, emotions, creativity are some of the attributes of a person that is in addition to their physical body. We know that. We know that. And then the the Bible clarifies this natural intuition that we have about ourselves by explaining that a human being is a body, a soul and a spirit. So consequently... When a person dies, it means that their spirit and their soul have become separated from their body. That's what's happened. Therefore, when a person's body is cremated, I know we've got all thoughts about that, but I want to be cremated straight away. Just that's, that's my thing. Just make sure my heart stopped beating first, Rochelle. Do. <laughs> Don't be too keen. Amen, amen. But when a a person's body is cremated or buried and the worms are doing their thing, listen, it does not mean that that person has ceased to exist. You cannot extinguish, you cannot destroy a person's spirit or soul. Your spirit and your soul continue to live on forever. Very important. Therefore, when a person dies, in view of this, when a person dies, we must ask, where does that person's spirit go? What happens to a person's soul and their spirit when their body ceases to work? And these are really, when you think about it, they're among the most important questions of life. And we need to know the answers to such things because every one of us in this room and everybody online will one day slip from this life into eternity. Our turn will come because we all have an expiry date. We've seen that recently, even with Queen Elizabeth II. No matter how long you live, no matter what healthy food you eat, no matter how fit you Maybe your body will one day stop working. Do, 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 do. And that day is utterly unavoidable. You can't run away from it. And it's racing towards you and me. Was that a great encouraging statement? Amen. In church today. <laughs> Hopefully the message gets better. Actually, it's going to get even worse before it gets better. But anyway. (laughs) So so we need to pray like Moses. Moses lived to 120, by the way. We need to pray like Moses and pray, Lord, please teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Amen. Amen. Because everything about this material world, this material universe is fragile. Everything is volatile. Everything is temporal, including our own bodies. Amen. Therefore, when your expiry date comes to you, will you be ready for what comes next after your expiry date? Have you prepared yourself for eternity? Have you considered these things? Are you ready to stand before your creator. Are you ready to face him? And I know everybody, I know these are awful questions. I know that they are confronting questions. But they must be considered. That's why I'm raising them with you. And and this is also, I'm raising them also because the life that you live today will impact your life that you live in eternity tomorrow. The life that you live today in your body will impact the life that you live in eternity tomorrow. Now we know learn from the Bible that a person will spend their eternity either in heaven or in hell. There's no in between. It's either in heaven or in hell. Heaven is where you want to be. Hell is where you don't want to be. And believe me, there are no parties in hell. We also learn from the Bible that although we all deserve to go to hell, every one of us deserve to go to hell. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I deserve to go to hell. Absolutely. But even though we all deserve to go to hell for our sins, we all know from the Bible that God's made a, a way of escape from hell. Praise God. And Jesus Christ is that way of escape. That's why he came. He paid the price for sins by laying his life down on the cross. Jesus Christ is for everyone. So a person can escape hell and they can gain heaven only through placing their faith and trust in our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. There is no other way out of hell. It's only through Jesus Christ. So what you believe about Jesus Christ today will determine where and how you spend your eternity tomorrow. Now, since this is an indisputable truth, I urge everybody in this room, whoever you are, whether I know you or whether I don't know you, and people online also, I urge you to escape hell by repenting and placing your faith in Jesus Christ today. Trust in Jesus today. And the question I've got for you is, have you done that? Have you done that? Have you repented of your sins? Are you right with God? If not, then turn to Jesus Christ and let him wash your sins away. He is the only one who can wash your sins away. And so if you've never received Jesus, don't wait for another moment Call upon the Lord Jesus Christ today, for today is the day of your salvation. You know, there's no guarantee that you'll still be alive by the time I get to the end of this message. You probably will. And we'd like you to still be alive, otherwise it's going to really mess the sermon up. Amen. (laughs) But today's the day of salvation. Today's a day of salvation. Have you received Jesus today? If your heart stopped beating on the way home, where would you go? Where would you go? Heaven? Hell? Are you not sure? If you're not sure, let me tell you. If you're not sure, then you won't be going to heaven. Because you, when you receive Jesus, you know where you're going to be going. I know I'm being really strong here. I'm being really strong because you really matter. You're really important to God. I'm not even prepared to be offensive if it gets you into heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we just pray right now? Let's just pray. You are really important to God. So much so that's why Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. And I could easily presume that everybody here is right with God. It's church. Everybody looks like we're right with God. But you know, I can't see inside your your spirit or your soul. Only you know if you're right with God. If today you're saying, Pastor, I want to have Jesus forgive me of my sins. I want to have Jesus be the Lord of my life. I want to be right with God. I want to put my trust in Jesus today. Would you pray for me? Please, would you pray for me so I can be right with God today? Well, the answer to that question is yes, we can pray with you. So if that's you saying, yes, I want to be right with God. Just while everybody's praying, everybody's closed. Just give me a wave of your hand. I'll pray for you right now and then we'll continue on with the service. God bless you. 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 Anybody else? I'm going to pray. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Anybody else? God bless you down the back. Anybody else? God bless you, sir. Thank you for being in church today. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you, little one, too. We're going to pray. I'd like everybody to pray this prayer after me especially those of you who raised your hands. Now, you, just you can open your eyes just for a minute. We're going to pray, but if you haven't got one a Bible, I want to give you one of these afterwards, and they're absolutely free. Because, see, you really matter. What's going to happen is you're going to receive Jesus as your Saviour, but what you need to do is learn more about Jesus so you keep walking with Jesus. So make sure you... I'll, I'll be down the front. I won't move until you come and get one of these books for me after the service. Okay, let's pray, everybody. Let's all of us put a hand upon our heart and especially those who just raise a hand. This is a holy moment. This is a sacred moment. The Holy Spirit is now going to come upon you as we pray this prayer together, especially those who raise your hand. What's going to happen to you? You're going to sense the Holy Spirit moving upon you and He's going to be cleaning your sins away and your sins are going to be washed away and it's going to be the start of you being born again and following Jesus. So if everybody could repeat this prayer after me. Here we go. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask you for forgiveness. I, you for forgiveness. I, believe, you died I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I, turn from my sins. And I ask you, Jesus, ask you, Jesus to, come to come into my heart and life. I choose this day, choose this day. to trust and follow jesus christ Christ. thank you jesus Jesus. for hearing my prayer prayer. amen Amen. god bless you it's amazing how god can hear such a simple prayer as that one Amen. amen 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 so please come and get that that bible from me afterwards lord please teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Now I'm going to presume that you're a follower of Jesus, everybody in this room. And since that's the case, there are still several important things. You need to know, everybody in this room, about eternity so that you can be far better prepared for that day and not be ignorant of what is soon going to happen to you. So here we go. Sooner, than what most people can imagine, Jesus Christ is coming back again. He's coming back again into this temporal world to bring it all to an end. And concerning this final day, the Bible says this. So I've got some scriptures now on the screen. And here we go. From the book of Thessalonians, it says this. Now, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who are asleep. That means those who have passed away, those who have died, Christians who have died. Paul's using the word asleep. For a Christian, when you die, it's like falling asleep. Amen? We don't want you to be ignorant about those who are asleep so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, so also we believe that God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep as Christians. For we tell you this by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will surely not go ahead of those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a shout of command, with a voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then... We who are alive, who are left, will be suddenly caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Wow. Let's see what 1 Corinthians 15 has to say. I love this passage. Here we go. She'll have it on the screen. It says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. We will not all die. But we will all be changed in a moment, in the blinking of an eye. The King James Version says, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, And the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed from this perishable, for this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. Now, when the perishable puts on the imperishable, and this mortal puts on the immortality, then the saying that is written will happen. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? <laughs> oh, what a great passage of scripture! Climate change, nuclear war, asteroids will not bring the earth to a conclusion. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth lies in the hands of God the Creator. And we've just read together that Jesus Christ, the sovereign creator of the universe, will return with a shout of the archangel and the trumpet blast of heaven. And he will bring this world to a close. Amen. But when Jesus Christ returns, he will not be alone. Jesus Christ will bring with him all those believers who have died since the beginning of time. Remember Larry? Remember Larry, my mate Larry? I asked the question, where did Larry go when he died? Well, Larry's body went into the ground. I can't remember whether he got cremated or buried. I can't remember that. But his body went into the ground. But Larry's spirit and soul went to be with Jesus when his body stopped working. And Larry, Larry is going to be one of those people coming back with Jesus on that final day. Hey, do you remember the thief on the cross? Wow. Right at the last moment, right at the last moment, he put his faith in Jesus. You know, some people who've had their deathbed conversions, don't leave it to your deathbed, by the way, you know, but this guy came that close. Well, guess what? The thief on the cross, he's also going to be coming back with Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then all those returning believers who have died, what's going to happen to them? They're going to come back. They will be resurrected, not resuscitated, resurrected. Big difference. And they'll be resurrected exactly to be like Jesus when he was resurrected. It's the same. Jesus prophesied that this would happen when he said this. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. However, what about you if you're still alive? What if it happened today? Well, if you're still alive when Jesus returns, then your body will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Man, praise God. Who like to have their body changed today? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen, amen, amen. This is what's going to happen to you. You will move from time into eternity without dying. You will move from a perishable body that you've got today to an imperishable body Instantly at the return of Jesus. One return of Jesus and you've got a brand new body. Amen, amen. So all the believers who have died from the beginning of time until this very moment, including old Larry and the thief on the cross, they're now waiting in paradise. That's where the spirits of believers go. And it's also where the spirits of babies and children go who have died before adulthood. They're waiting, they're all waiting for that final day when together with us, that is those of us who are still alive, when together with us, we'll all be transformed to be like Jesus and we will be with the Lord forever. And on that final day, our salvation then will be fulfilled and all the struggles and all the pains of life will evaporate in victory for those who are right with God. That's a good place to say amen. Come on. Indeed, the best is yet to come for the people of God. Amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. However, something else will happen to us before we all finally step into God's heavenly kingdom. I want you to know about this. And what I'm going to tell you right now is really, really a big deal and really important. Immediately after Jesus returns, Jesus comes back, we're resurrected, immediately before we go into the final heaven, there will be the two judgments of God. There's two. Firstly, there will be the great white throne judgment of God as described in catastrophic detail in Revelation chapter 20. The great white throne judgment of God. At that time, the books will be opened, and in particular, the book of life will be opened and listen to my. I chose my words very carefully. And those who have chosen to never repent of their sins will be judged guilty by the Lord and cast away from His presence into hell. That's why we need to get right with God today. Yes. Thankfully, and we've discussed this already, God's provided a way out of this terrible judgment, because the Bible says this: "For God so loved the world." that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but? So when you believe and trust in Jesus, then the Bible says this, because of this, what I've just said, it says, then you will not be afraid on the day of judgment. You will not be afraid on, with the great white throne judgment day. You will not be afraid on that day, but you can face God with confidence. Why? Because Jesus Christ has rescued you. Amen. So the great, great white throne judgment of God is the first judgment to be faced by all humanity. But Christ is our mediator. He's our rescuer. So we're going to be fine. Amen? Amen? amen. But don't muck around with the things of God. That's all I've got to say. Yeah, that judgment right. day is coming. Keep walking with Jesus. Hallelujah. However, then there's a second judgment day. Or second judgment. And this judgment... Is for all of us in this room. It's for every born-again Christian, everybody who has repented and believed. And the Bible tells us all about it. It says in Second Corinthians 5, it says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. It's a different one to the great white throne judgment. It's now appearing before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one of you, me, may be paid back, rewarded, unrewarded, according to what we have done while in the body, in this life, whether good or bad. We're going to heaven, but something else is happening here. Matthew sixteen twenty seven says, For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward, he will reward, he will reward each person according to what they have done. So even though we're born again, we're going to heaven, the judgment seat of Christ is all about rewarding believers for their faithfulness and devotion to Almighty God. Maybe some of you have never heard this before. It's all there in your Bible. You can read it for yourself later. This rewarding is in addition to being welcomed into heaven. Going to heaven is wonderful, but this rewarding is a whole other layer in addition to going into heaven. See, no act of service, no... Devotion of yours, no devotion of yours to Jesus goes unnoticed. He sees everything. Your whole life, your actions, your words, your behavior, your prayers, your generosity. They're all recorded by heaven. And God has great eternal rewards to give to those who are fully devoted to him. And I I think it's just so wonderful. Why would God want to reward us? But he is such a generous God. I wonder, everybody, what kind of rewards they will be. You know, if you want a reward from me, be lucky if you get a box of chocolates. Amen. (laughs) And we say the sort counts. But with God, what kind of divine rewards are we talking about? We get some glimpses in the parables of Jesus. We're rewarded his different servants, different you know, things. We get a glimpse. But what's it going to be like? I wonder how glorious those rewards in heaven are going to be. John, God generously always honors those who honor His name in this life. Therefore, listen everybody, and I'm nearly finished, the Christian life, is not just about saying the sinner's prayer to escape hell. That is the start. That is so important. You can't have anything else until you say the sinner's prayer and get right with God. But that's the start of the Christian life. The Christian life is also about intentionally, daily, living in a way way that honors God. We don't just repent of our sins and keep living the same way. We repent of our sins and we live in a way to honor God. We honour God with our speech. We cut out the bad language, the coarse jokes, the gossip. We honour God with our speech, our actions, our behaviour. We honour God by obeying his commands. We learn to forgive one another. These things honour God. And as his servants, we go about our daily lives longing for that day. When we stand before Jesus Christ and to hear him say these words, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Isn't that what we're living for, everybody? We've got our jobs, we've got our hobbies, we've got our houses, we've got whatever, whatever. But really, there's something within us that just wants that approval from Jesus Christ eye to eye. When he looks into your eyes and says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And at that judgment seat of Christ, you will be rewarded according to your faithfulness to Him. Indeed, our lives that we live today impact our lives in eternity tomorrow. Living a righteous life today carries great reward for tomorrow. So let's start living wholeheartedly for God today. I know that's not cool. I know it's not politically correct. I know we live in a filthy, disgusting, evil world. But we belong to Jesus and we're going to live righteous lives anyway. Amen. Then, after the judgment seat of Christ, we will then step into the new heavens. And in heaven, there's going to be no more curse. No more headaches. Amen. But there will still be chocolate. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And we will reign forever and ever. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of these truths, we should pray, Lord, please teach us to realise the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. The best is yet to come.